wrestling fans around the world. This is Effie from, you know, wrestling and the internet. And you're listening to Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of the Bill After Sealed of Approved Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. My name is Tyler, and I am joined as always by the one and only Mahito Mike. Hello, sir. Do you have a do you have a little like stroke right there? You forgot your last you forgot your name for a second? I paused and I cracked my drink. I was being cool and edgy. Ooh. Not exactly your strong suit. I'm hip. I'm cool. Yeah, there goes. We, uh, uh, thanks, thanks for tuning us this week, everybody. <laughs> we are officially, uh, we have put another Super Bowl behind us. I don't care. Uh, do you enjoy the game? It was a good game. I don't care. I'm butthurt. The Bengals, <laughs> yeah, the Bengals lost. I don't care. Football ended. Football ended two weeks ago, and it doesn't start again until August when I start prepping for fantasy. No, the game was great. I enjoyed it. it I, I did. It was a good game. Except for all those um, extra butthurt people <laughs> bitching and whining about that holding call. That's a penalty, uh, man. Penalty is a penalty, a penalty. Listen, man, I when it's a dirty call, a call, a dirty call. I called dirty call during that fucking uh, last Bengals game with Casey. There's a couple of dirty calls in that game, but when it's clean, it's fucking clean. I will. I, I, I watched those last 30 seconds over and over again, man. Listen, you know how you don't get a holding call at the end of the game. Don't tug don't twice. Hold. Don't tug yeah, twice. There you go. If the player came out and said, I held, he held. End of story. Move yeah. on. Stop crying. Don't blow it. Don't blow a fucking 10 point lead at, at, at halftime. You know, that's it. But, we're not a football podcast. We are a wrestling podcast, and we have wrestling to talk about today. And I think that we should uh, jump into something kind of fun right off the get go. What do you think? Let's do it. Uh, well, let's say the uh, the reason for the season. As we are recording this, uh, we are minutes away from it officially being Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of uh, you know those many of you may not remember. It used to be back in the day the uh, the WWE's token february pay-per-view was a little thing called vengeance you know now, it's it, never no vengeance was what? never in february man I, I don't know why you think it was sure was no because man. it was would you like me to go through a couple fucking dates for you Dil- 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 I, i'd love to because Is vengeance that- was mainly the july pay-per-view Dil- i'm sure yeah i know it was for a while but it started off as as the february one like 2001 was in february yeah, it might have been, but I, I associate yeah. it with July. But either way, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't care about you. Hmm. I don't give a fuck about you. And the fact is, it is now back in February. It's called the Vengeance Day pay per view, and uh, and they use the same logo and everything. So I count it. It's still Vengeance. It's always going to be St. Valentine's Day Massacre to me. <laughs> They've only had one of those. That's all count. they needed. Gold dust versus blue dust. Number one with a bullet. The uh, the debut of big nasty Paul White. No, 
I stand by gold dust versus blue dust. All right. <laughs> oh. Well, we're getting off to a great start today. I already hate you. Let's yeah. uh, let's talk about the fun little shit you wanted to. Yeah, well, it's something that you did actually. You, uh, I I know that you don't like this interview very much, but I thought it was pretty good. Well, I think that's I think you what did we're a good doing. Job. Yeah, we're gonna start off with an interview uh, you did a couple of weeks ago at Destiny Wrestling. You had a chance to sit down with Impact Wrestling superstar uh, Alan Angels. And let me tell you something. It, it, it's it's the it's the interviewer I don't like in this interview. Not the interview. Um, Alan Angels was fantastic. He was such a cool guy. He was very nice to us. Um, you know, he he literally had to run and catch his transport to get the fuck out of Toronto, and he's like, well. I got a couple minutes. If you guys want to do something, let's do something. And he did something. It's so cool. Didn't have to do that. Didn't have to do it at all. If he was a tag team champion, he would have told us to fuck themselves and to fuck ourselves and run away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he didn't have to do it, but he did. Very cool guy. Uh, thank you very much, Angels, for doing this. I apologize, everybody, about to listen to it. I kind of fucked up at, uh, on this one, but uh, it is what it is. We get there. We get the information. It's uh, it's not very long, but uh, he didn't have a long time for us. So well, let's throw. Let's let the people be the judge, Mike, because I think you did a great job. So uh, without further ado, here is Mike talking to Alan Angels. All right, guys, we just finished up here at Destiny Wrestling. I am here with the one and only Alan Angels from Impact Wrestling. Alan, first of all, great show tonight. Thank, Th- you. thank you for doing this. Yeah. We're here in uh, Mississauga, Ontario. This is not the last time we're going to see you here in Canada in the, in, in the short future. Uh, Impact coming to Windsor for sacrifice. Yeah. Windsor, Windsor coming, or not Windsor coming, Impact coming to right here to Toronto as well for, uh, for, for Rebellion. Tickets sold out really fast for these shows. Yeah. Canadians want you guys here. Yeah. Is there a buzz in the Impact Wrestling show, in, in, in Impact Wrestling for you guys, in the in the locker room for you guys to uh, come back here? So, uh, like, what's what's it like in the locker room knowing you're coming back to Canada? Oh, I mean, you know, our world champion's from Canada. That's so, it, right? So, you know, I mean, I think we're all looking forward to it. And the fact that they did sell out so fast is, like, is awesome. Um, actually, this is my first time in Canada today. Today, yeah, that is. Amazing. And I got here 15 minutes before my match, so um, and then I'm leaving in a few hours. So no, no, you know, no trouble at the border, I hope. No, no, no. trouble. I literally just in and out. But uh, yeah, I was handed a Canadian bill today, and I had no idea what to do with it. I was, you know, so. But yeah, yeah, no, we're all excited to come back to Canada for sure. Well, speaking of, speaking about the world champion, what is your listen? You're in a place right now where you might be one of those guys in the ring with Josh Alexander. What's it like watching him grow from where he was a couple years ago to being the world champion? Yeah. Us as Canadians, we're loving it. <laughs> but what's it like someone being in, uh, you know, as competitive as you are, as proud to be in that locker room? What's it like to, to share a locker room with somebody like J- with Alexander? Yeah, Josh Alexander's awesome. Uh, and I was even telling somebody the other day that, like, he, he personifies, like, what I think a world champion should be, if that makes sense. I think he looks he looks the part. He acts the part. Like, he is, like, that old school almost what a world champion is supposed to represent yes. in a company. And he really carries the impact banner on his back. And, you know, yeah, he's one of the guys that I definitely, definitely, definitely want to get in the ring with sometime soon, for sure. I, I, don't, I have no doubt we'll be seeing that soon enough. Yeah. Speaking of you and impact... 
since you've, you since you've come in, now we we saw for the whole last year, Violent by Design be this force to be reckoned with. Since you and Big Con have joined up with Diener, we've seen a very different side of the design. What is it? Is it important to you to to have done something different with it than what Eric did? Yeah, yeah. I think when we first started, we we wanted to. We wanted to take the essence of Violent by Design, but we wanted to have it be something completely different so that not everybody wasn't just like, oh, this is just a Violent by Design knockoff or whatever they wanted to call it. We wanted it to be different. We wanted it to be something that was our own as opposed yep. to what was Eric's, if that makes sense. We wanted it to be the design, you know? It makes 100% true. And yeah. it's working. Fans yeah. are behind it. Fans are loving it. Yeah. You're doing some great stuff with thank it. Thank you, thank you. Last thing I do want to ask you, of course, very famously before you were with the design, you were with the Dark Order. We're hoping, do you have anything you could tell us, any any stories, any memories of the late, great Brody Lee? Um, I mean, the, 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 the biggest memory I have with Brody is, uh, well, there's, there's a few, I think, just all the times that we spent in the locker room and he's just like one of the funniest guys uh we're, everybody just in the locker room chatting it up you know just nothing specific you know what i mean yeah. just like the camaraderie of everybody just with him yeah exactly yeah. and uh we had like a tough it was like a 12-man tag one time and i i just asked him after the match like how like how i did how he thought i did and he was like man you did great you, you know you fit in with us perfectly so you know and that that was like ultimate compliment at the time so well yeah. i know you have a bus to catch we don't want to keep you here in yeah, canada yeah. too long but we will see you back here hopefully yes. right here in destiny wrestling thank Absolutely. you so much for being thank here thank you sir thank you angels ladies and gentlemen you've been counted out see that was great mike i don't know what the fuck you're talking about how badass was that t-shirt oh i love that t-shirt have you bought yours yet not yet, not yet. Uh, I, I got some shit to do first, but uh, it's on you Pro know, Wrestling Tees. I will eventually get one. Well, because every time you go on Pro Wrestling Tees, you always buy your official Counted Out t-shirt, which you can get <laughs> exactly. on there. So uh, there buy our go. shirts, guys, please. But uh, yeah, no, thank you for that. That that, that was, it, once I got my stride, it was a fun interview. I, I enjoyed talking to him. I'm just uh, a lot like you. I am my own worst, worst critic. Yeah, and, I've never uh, done anything good before. Uh, at least you, you you didn't grow up with this de debilitating fucking stutter that just kills you when you're when you're nervous and oh did i feel nervous that day <laughs> was that your was can i ask you a question i'm gonna put you on the spot on air here is that your first ever interview like in person like with a microphone like or at least your first big one or yeah every interview i've ever done before has either been on zoom or on the phone no shit yeah uh, yeah I've, I, yeah, to my knowledge, I've never done, I cannot re ever remember doing a face to face interview like that before. My, my yeah. first one was actually played Christian. That's right. Which and, uh, was only a month before my angels. So. And I had no, and I had no questions prepped for him. I was like, uh, just wung it. I didn't know what to do with my hands. It was awkward. Uh, yeah. also, also thanks to, uh, Good Walsh for filling in yesterday or last week. That was a highly enjoyable show. So thank you, Mr. Walsh. Yeah, I'm glad Good Walsh came on here. I think that's his name from now on. I don't think he's Andrew anymore. I think he's Good Walsh. Yeah, we're going Good Walsh. I love it. Good Walsh. Uh, before we get to your vengeances, so I want to have a little fun this week. Uh, I have kind of put together what I hope is going to be the WrestleMania card this year, or at least some yeah. matches. I'm not going to go like, this is night one, blah, 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 blah. This is night two. Yeah, I sure. just 
I just have some fun matches that that I want to put together. And you know, every time that you make these cards, because uh, I've done a couple like the rebookings for for our colleagues at the Good Friends Better Enemies podcast there, and I feel like every time that I make these cards, it's it's similar to doing a list where there's always like an odd person out. Yeah, and and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but right now, my odd person out is Seth Rollins. Oof. And I, I want to run through. I'm sure we'll find something. Yeah, I want to run through some of my matches, and I want you to keep you keep Seth in the back of your mind, and, and let me know if you would sub him anywhere, because I, I had a couple ideas as well, uh, and and I'll tell you, I'll start off with the one match that I'd like to see uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. I'd like to see. Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre versus Gunter versus Brock Lesnar in a fatal four-way match. Okay, say that again. Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre versus Gunter versus Brock Lesnar. Fatal four-way for the IC title. Now, I have a reason behind this. Uh, I don't like Brock in there, but okay. I want Brock in there to tease a one-on-one match with Gunter later in the year. And I just like, you put those four guys together, they're going to have a fucking banger, man. Yeah, I agree that. But uh, Brock and uh, Brock and Bobby is your money match, man. I think they're going to do that. No, they're doing it at Mania. I guarantee they're doing it at Mania. Bobby's another guy that I kind of have on the back uh, as my odd man out at, at this Mania card too. I listen. I, I'm listen, not interested if, in Brock if, and if Bobby. If Bob, well, I'm telling whether you're interested or not, I'm telling you, you're getting it. But well, yeah, if, I'm not saying like this isn't if, the card that we're getting at Mania. This is what I yeah. want to see. I put a couple matches that they've announced and confirmed. <laughs> like I didn't fuck with that, but this is what well, I listen, wish that the, they would do. Listen, you're two guys. Uh, you're two uh, odd guys out there. They could they could put a good match together. Seth and Bobby. I, th- I thought about that. We've seen a lot. I also thought about taking Drew out of that match, putting Bobby in, and doing yeah. Seth versus Drew McIntyre because I feel like we haven't seen that before. We haven't, but I'm really liking the slow face turn on Seth. Me too, and, and that's why I didn't pull the trigger on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, get there with Seth. We'll find something for Seth. We'll find something. I also. I, I did the six woman tag match that they're teasing for Elimination Chamber. It looks like they kind of backed out on it now because Dakota Kai is injured. But I got yeah. Becky, Lita, and Trish going up against Damage Control at WrestleMania. That feels like a more of a like WrestleMania that. match than a Elimination I Chamber like match. I like that a lot. That's a that's a great match right there. Uh, I also would like to see John Cena and Logan Paul fight. If you're gonna bring Cena in for Mania, yeah. I want I want him and Logan Paul together. Apparently they, they they went from Cena and Theory to Cena and Logan, and now back to Cena and Theory. That's what I've heard too. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could maybe do Pat McAfee and Seth Rollins too. But again, Seth's turning face. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work. Again, doesn't I'm work. looking. Yeah, not now. I don't hate that. Um, also, you know, I I can see some sort of weird tag thing going on too. You know, have. Um, Logan and somebody versus Pat and Seth. You know, you know what I mean? he could do. Steve Bourne actually pitched this idea. Steve gave me a couple matches here that I, I blatantly stole them. We'll pass on on my own. But he mentioned doing some kind of a tag match with Pat McAfee against Corey yeah. Graves because Corey Graves is cleared now yeah. as well. Yeah, and they're kind yeah. of doing their little beef thing. You could do like Pat McAfee and and you know insert. 
baby face here against you know whatever Corey Graves. Uh, I, I mean, here. very, very, very easy way to to get some people on the card here. Do an intergender tag match. You know, Corey and Carmella. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Versus versus uh, Pat McAfee and Liv Morgan. Yeah, Liv Morgan, or or you, you can know? even put you know uh, Becky in there if you don't do that six woman tag, right? Because yeah. Becky's kind of going into Mania this year. Becky doesn't really have a path yet. That's right. Uh, I I don't know what to do with Austin Theory either. He's kind of lost for me. Yeah, I, I like Theory. He's not. Uh, you could put him in Corey not, Graves. He's, he's not exact. He's not exactly a priority for me. Him and Corey no. Graves would be fun. That'd yeah, be him, fun. And, him and Corey Graves against McAfee with, with, and. I mean, I, know, I mean, Seth? with the history, with the history from last year and all. Yeah, it ties in, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd like to see Bianca Belair defend the women's championship against Oscar on the Raw side. I think you put Oscar over the chamber. I was just saying, you put Oscar over in the chamber. I think I so. I do too. I 100%. think so. We're already yeah. locked in with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, so I'm not going to change that. Oscar was hot as fuck coming out of the uh, the the Rumble. People yeah. people pop big for her at the Rumble, so yeah, I think that makes sense. In a new look, I like it. Uh, I didn't change the women's title match. If we're locked in for Rhea and Charlotte, then that's what we're getting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I've got, I didn't change Roman and Cody either. We're locked in for it. There's no point to fantasy book if we're already locked in for it. Sure. I still think it's too soon for Cody personally. I, I would like to have seen him have a program coming in. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't hate the yeah. idea though of Cody losing at WrestleMania and, I, and, I, I think that's what we're getting, man. And and really chasing and and having a bigger moment. I know it's crazy to say like you have a bigger moment than winning in a main event at WrestleMania, but I think they could tell a better story. And, and I'm really worried that Cody is going to get the Batista treatment, where everyone is choosing Sami Zayn and they're going to yeah. turn on Cody. And you can kind of see yeah. it happening already a little bit. Um, I, I do think that personally, Sami and Roman should be your WrestleMania main event. I think it's the hottest angle in the company listen and also you know you don't there's certain milestones and certain records in our lifetime you don't get to see often in modern wrestling you don't get to see a lot of guys go for the big records if roman holds on to that universal title until i believe it's june he can beat he'll beat (coughs) excuse me pedro morales's record yeah I'd like to see that happen. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, so I love you, Cody, but um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of putting my money on Roman and hoping that Roman rides this title right now, at least until SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see Ray and Dom have their first match. I don't want it to be the mask versus hair match yet. I think that that's too soon for that. I, I think we we can keep riding this program out for a while. I think so too. You do, uh, you do their first match. You know, we we have a we have a. Uh, Brett Nolan thing going on. Their first yeah. match happens at uh, uh, WrestleMania. Their blow off happens at SummerSlam. I love when they like start programs at WrestleMania because so many times we finish programs at WrestleMania. Yeah, you know, like. Yeah. But a great example of finishing a program at WrestleMania, I think we finally get Edge and Finn Balor in the Hell in a Cell. I think that makes sense. How cool would it be? How fucking cool would it be if we had a moment like WrestleMania 10 where somewhere down the card in WrestleMania, um, 
Ray was able to get a big moment, like a really cool moment for Ray. Let's say he won the tag titles or he won the, the IC title or something. And there's Dom standing on the stage, shaking his fucking head, doing the Owen and Brett thing. That'd be so cool. I mean, you could have, even if you had Ray win a title night two, you know what I mean? Like he mm. Dom, Dominic could beat him night have, one. Have Dom beat him in night one, and then and then Ray Ray get gets his his triumph back on night two. That'd be so cool. Uh, I like that for the U.S. title. I, I took this one from uh, Steve Bourne as well. I thought it was really good. Originally, I had um, AJ Styles going up against Gunter for the IC title because I just thought that yeah. would be an amazing match. But uh, I like kind of what Steve said. He said you put Gargano over at Hell in the, at the Chamber for the U.S. title, and you go AJ Styles against Johnny Gargano. Yeah, I'm okay with that because especially if they're going to do uh, uh, Cena versus Theory, Cena doesn't need a U.S. title match. Hundred percent, right? You know, because I, I think you got to put Cena over Theory. I know a lot of people are going the other way around here, but I don't think. A win for theory over Cena is going to change him. It doesn't. It doesn't change anything. It really no. doesn't. Uh, I hate to say it, but theory that 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 that's not a make theory thing. It it just doesn't. I get it. Like though, there's a lot of these matches where the legend comes in to put the other guy over. In this in this instance, it feels like it would just be a letdown. Yeah, I mean, theory's been feuding with Seth. Uh, a lot as well so maybe you could have theory come out and do like a segment where where he's like seth last year you failed at doing this i'm going to issue a real open challenge this year now you know who i'd like to see answer though if they did that who's that i'd like to see the undertaker answer it just gong entrance choke slam i don't want to see him fight a match i i just think sure I think Taker, yeah. I, I just Whatever. that spot, you know what I mean? Taker, yeah, gone. yeah, fun, fun, uh, obligatory spot. I'm okay with that, yeah. I think, and I think um, Theory's a great guy for it. Now, we just talked about how I don't think Theory needs to beat or should beat Cena, right? However, flip over to what you want to see. I put Logan Paul over Cena, me too, because I yeah, think it would mean time. something more. So to me, though, the big names that I'm having a hard time finding a place for are Seth Rollins and Ronda Rousey. Lots of places for Ronda, I think. Uh, right now, there's talks about her being in some sort of weird tag match. Yeah, um, but now Dakota Kai is hurt, right? Oh, I, right, yeah. I wouldn't have a problem if they did Ronda versus Becky either. It just kind of feels cold right now. Like, But those two have that natural heat where they could heat it up pretty quick, but yeah, that's like I, I can't really. I, I don't hate the idea of Ronda and Shayna going for the tag titles. I, I don't hate that. I, I like that a lot. Me too. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. How about uh, how about you guys uh, hit us up on some social media, leave us some comments. What do you want to see at WrestleMania this year, guys? <coughs> this isn't what I think is going to happen at WrestleMania. This is just what I'd, I, I would like to see happen at WrestleMania. Yeah, oh, and I'm I sure forgot. I... Sorry, I forgot. Uh, I forgot my big one. I was saving it till the end. What I think should main event night one at WrestleMania is the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the tag team titles. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I've heard rumors that the Usos have been cleared to come into Canada. I don't know how true that is, but I mean, if you have Jay Uso, cost, okay, there we go, man. Right? If the Usos can get in, Nick Cage can get in. 
Um, if I don't think Nick Cage is getting into Canada, <laughs> but if you have Jay Uso cost Sami Zayn the match, have the Usos beating down Sammy in Montreal, and then have Kevin Owens return, make the save. The pop is going to be huge. Then you have Kevin and Sammy getting a nice moment in Montreal after. You've got that blood feud now with Jay and Sammy. Like, I think that's strong enough to main event night one of WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. I, the, match, the match would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy Zayn is the hottest thing in wrestling right now. But leave us your comments. Let us know what you think, guys. Uh, what Absolutely. do you want to see at what do you want to see at WrestleMania this year? Hit it in that comment bar right down there, right there, right yeah. there, over by that subscribe button. Yeah, hit, hit that hit, one first. Hit, hit, hit that first. Tell a friend. My Mike and I are working on a giveaway too. We're we're gonna do a giveaway in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we start doing some giveaway. We have we have a bunch of shit we haven't given it away. Yeah, we got we got about three or four things. How about we start with the Motor City Machine Gun one? Oh, I like that. We've got an autograph. Um, Picture of the Motor City Machine Guns, as well as Von Vertigo and Gabriel Fuerza, hot off their last Destiny match. So, how about we we start by giving away that? That's uh, that's that's four autographs on one picture. Uh, one of the greatest tag teams in history, and the Motor City Machine Guns. It's um, it's uh, <laughs> I like uh, no, it's uh, the one of the greatest uh, tag teams in history, the Motor City Machine Guns. And two guys that are <laughs> going to be making their way all over the world this year. Yeah, and I mean had, that they're going, they're, they're going out to going out to Europe real soon, and that's in that's fight or flight. So uh, you don't want to miss an opportunity to grab one of these pictures, man. And you could say that you got this picture from their indie days before they got fucking crazy famous, which will happen. They are too talented not to. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, we got that signed at Destiny Wrestling, which next show is March the nineteenth with Devon Dudley, um, with uh, who who they announce? Um, Madman Fulton and yep. uh, Trent Seven. Uh, Trent Seven's on the show. Uh, Madman Fulton taking on uh, uh, Tarek himself. Um, okay. Yeah, Trent Seven's on the show. Um, Devon's sons. Uh, forgive me, I forget their names, mm-hmm. but. Uh, they're a formidable tag team of their own, and he'll be out most. I'm going to guess Devon's going to be managing them or something. Yeah. But uh, Devon will be there with with his boys, so that's pretty cool. And then, of course, Barry Wrestling the weekend before that, March the 4th, with longest reigning Impact Wrestling champion, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. Uh, can't wait to watch him beat up John Atlas in my honor for him being so mean to me all the time. <laughs> Try my best, John Atlas. It's, you know? Try my best. So never good enough for John Atlas. But uh yeah. I, I'm very honored that I will get to be calling uh getting to do the entrance for the Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. Like I'm pumped up for that. You say that, but you know Atlas isn't gonna let you. Atlas won't let me do his entrance. Uh, I I would just be careful. Oh, don't do that to me, John Atlas. <laughs> Atlas might take the whole match from you. I don't have a lot of things that I get excited about in the world right now. Don't do but that, John you, Atlas. As long as, as long as John Atlas doesn't fuck you over, you're going to have the opportunity that guys like Dave Penzer has. Mm-hmm. You get to announce, friend of the show, Dave Penzer, by the way. That is correct. Um, you, you get to announce the Impact World Champion down to the ring. That's pretty badass. Man, I love life sometimes. It's so cool. 
And then, of course, you and I are going on a couple of, a couple of trips, man. We're going to GCW coming to Toronto. Then we're going away for a weekend together. Look out, oh, yeah. Windsor. Look out, Windsor. Here come the boys from Count yeah. It Out. We're going to meet up with Adam pick. down there. We're going to get a, uh, a, a, what's it called? A um, bed and breakfast, romantic weekend away. Oh. Ooh. Uh, no, uh, fucking yeah, man. We we got a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, you you beat me to it. I was trying to find the dates to write the dates down because I'm bad with dates and must have written in front of me. But uh, fuck it. Uh, yeah, we have GCW. Um, what's the name of that GCW show? Worst Intentions or some shit. Don't um, yeah, it, it's uh, there, there's an actual name for it. Um, live on Fight. If you can't be there, but uh, if you Which are you there, can't be yeah. there because it's sold out. And if you don't have your tickets, you're not going to be there. You'll be watching it on fight. Uh, but uh, yeah, you uh, if you're like us, you'll be at the Opera House that very night watching uh, GCW. Uh, we know the other guys we know are going to be there. We know Bussy's going to be there. That's yeah. Ali Catch and uh, and Effie. We know uh, Always Ready himself, one of our one one of, one of our best friends. He just doesn't know it yet. Matt Cardona, he's going to be there. Yeah. Speedball then, Mike Bailey. Speedball, Speedball Mike Bailey will be there. Spe- speaking of Speedball Mike Bailey, we'll be seeing Speedball again exactly one week later when we're in Windsor yeah. for Sacrifice. I'm excited, man. And then we get to see the, the tapings for the next week or two of Sacrifice. And then skip like another month and they're right back in Toronto and we're going to be going to uh, the Rebel uh, Music Hall for impacts rebellion baby yeah i might uh of wrestling i'm trying to convince the the wife to go to demand lucha with me this week too It'll be tonight as the show is airing so uh we'll see jimmy hart's gonna be there joey janela gringo loco uh jody boy, threat jack evans and jack evans from the heavens my and, favorite show bumper and the uh um the different boy jimmy lloyd will be there yeah a lot of fun I, I, stuff I, I wish i wish i could go to that show yeah ah you know i've been a good boy lady maybe yeah. maybe the wife will let me go play wrestling with her there's so oh yeah oh. there's so there's so much good wrestling around right now yeah good time to be a fan man good well, let's see let's see if your list is going to be good well what i'm doing i was thinking a lot about vengeance and uh, I listed now there are including the NXT pay per views, there are 11 vengeance pay per views. <coughs> I took all 11 and I ranked their uh, main events. So I have also I have the top seven vengeance main events right here in front of me, and I feel pretty good about this list, man. Yeah, I I'm think excited. I might get heat about one item, but I'm gonna justify it pretty fucking good. I think I um I don't remember. I haven't watched a lot of these matches in a long time, so I'm gonna take yeah. your word for some of it. I'm gonna just go on memory from like 15 years I, ago on some of them. I rewatched every single one of them, and almost all of them was like watching them for the first time because um, it's been so long. Yeah. I just uh, got joined by Lucy the cat. I haven't recorded at home in a long time. Normally, I'm at work or at your house lately, and. Lucy the cat just jumped in the office and took a big old shit. So that's going to be great for the list. (laughs) Fantastic. Maybe maybe one of these days I'll do a show where I'm not sick as fuck. Yeah, you've been sick forever. I think I'm getting sick too. No, it's kind of a good thing you're not sitting here in my house this week. Yeah, I agree. 
All right, what do you say? A little vengeance list this week? Hit me with the number seven, bro. Number seven, we're going to uh, the last one of the of the proper WWE Vengeance pay-per-views before going to NXT. This is 2011. The main event was a last man standing match versus uh, from uh, between John Cena and Alberto Del Rio. Ah, okay. I've never watched this match before, so I, I'm intrigued by eh. I mean, it's is it just like you had reason. to put a seven on? Like it was the best of what was left? I mean, it, it was better than the two matches that didn't make the list. I'm not going to say which ones didn't yet. But, uh, yeah, it was better than the ones that didn't make the list. But it, it's my number seven for a reason. It's not a horrible match. Hence it making the list. Um, there was just some screwy finish shit that I didn't like. There was some involvement by uh, uh, Miz and um, R-Truth near the end. Uh, it was it was a dusty finish basically. Yeah, and I, and I was just like, ah, you don't need that in a last man standing match. So I I was I was a little thrown off by that. That that put it in number seven spot for me. However, one of the things that made it on my list, I'm gonna tell you, one of the things that made it a little unique. I like when they just throw a little bit of something to make the match just a bit unique. The match before this involved i want to say um i know somebody will correct me if i'm wrong but i want to say it was mark henry and the big show i believe you're correct they, super superplex spot right and they did the superplex spot where they fucked up the ring well now they're going to the main event and there's no fucking ring so they're having a last man standing match in a busted ring you don't see that shit every day right yeah that's so i cool. thought that, that wasn't that was a cool twist to it you know I, cool. I like that, that. It was a little something to make the match a little bit different, and uh, and little things like that, and a couple spots they did around the around the ring, uh, made it made it seven worthy. That's fair. No, I don't. Th- I don't think anybody's going to argue with me that that's my number seven spot. I think a lot of people are going to argue my number six spot, but I'm going to justify it as hard as I can. My number six is the greatest story ever told. If you ask Chris Jericho, wow. we're going to 2000, we're going to 2001. We're doing Austin versus Jericho. Okay. Are you counting like the rock part no, of that I'm as not. well? Okay. I gave a, I gave a lot of thought. I, I, I had to make a, a line in the sand that the main event was the last match. The last match was rock was, was seen. It was uh, Jericho and Austin. Okay. I'm not going to argue if, on this place. If, if I'm talking about the whole thing, starting with rock and Jericho moving in because I do, it kind of moves in seamlessly. So I gave a lot of thought to having the whole thing, but it's not, it is two matches. Yeah. So it's, you know, we're not talking about two matches. We're talking about one match and this one match just didn't do it for me Um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, Jericho was already burnt out. Uh, Austin, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Austin didn't look like he was into this match at all. Austin also had worked the match before, right? Yes, he had. Yeah, he fought Kurt Angle, which is no easy task, and and then probably, all probably the knew he was doing the job, so he didn't. Oh, yeah. hell no, son. And then all the shenanigans by by Vince and, and, and you know there was Booker and there was just so much shit going on. Um, and and, and I'll be perfectly honest with you, two thousand one. I to this day, I watch. I still don't buy him as your world champion. Yeah, and they booked Jericho, him terribly I mean, after this. They as really well. did. 
I mean, I thought it was a good place to put him and like, you know, to beat Austin, the rock in the same night, they just didn't follow it up properly. And Jericho milked that for years. Like Jericho he really still made, milks it. Yeah. He made the best of, of what he was given to work with. But like mm-hmm. then when you go into your next program is fucking carrying Stephanie McMahon's dog leash, like you're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't stand a chance. Exactly. Um, he, he wasn't his first reign. He wasn't a great champion. No, he, uh, you know, wasn't given good. Sto- and it's not his fault. He just wasn't giving good stories or good booking. Yeah, because um, all because they didn't revolve the company around him. Right. Like, no, the, the, the company was revolving around Rock, Austin, and Triple H. still. Triple H was getting ready to come back from injury. That was the big story. You know, Jericho fought Rock at the Rumble that year. He was having yeah. great matches. They just And it. And they were really focused on the WCW stories. Mm-hmm. That that was that was a big thing too. Uh, like nobody was able to really get in edgewise when they were focusing on the WCW invasion. I know it hadn't started yet, but it was on its way. Yeah, you know, uh, no, it was over by this point. Was it over by this point? Yeah, it ended the month before. This was in December. Okay, because I, I know that the WCW title was still like a that, thing. At the that time. was like the unify. And, Bo- was... and, Bo- and Booker just joined the company. Yeah, so Booker, no, Booker had been around for a while. Booker Booker came in June that year. And I was then... pretty sure they mentioned, I thought they mentioned on the um, on the pay-per-view that, that he came in like the week before or something. No, you're getting, so he came back because he was fired after Survivor Series, oh. right? Okay, but okay, okay. but basically, uh, just to kind of refresh your memory, I guess a little bit because the time period is a little wonky. Um, yeah. Austin and Angle was for the WWE title. Yes, Jericho and Rock was for the WCW, for the WCW title, WCW and title. then the last match was the Unify it. Right. I, okay. I don't have heat with your placement here because you didn't count the Rock match. So you, if you counted the whole story, I'd be like, okay, this is probably a top three. But since it's just the if it was match, the whole story, yeah. I it would it would probably be in my four to three spot. Yeah. But I but we, just based on just the Steve Austin match, it's a solid number six. Yeah, I, I'm not going to fight you on that. Moving on to my my number five. Um, a match I, I wanted to love a lot more, but they've had better matches, and that's just the point of it. But it was still a great match. And we're going to 2004. We're doing Chris Benoit versus Triple H. This was a good match. I agree. I, I agree with what you said. This is just a solid match from start to finish. I'm sensing a theme with your first few matches, though. A lot of uh, shenanigans. Yeah, right. A lot. All these matches so far are just... First, you have uh, Miz and uh, R-Truth, and you have Booker and Vince, and now you have uh, fucking Eugene. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it was, uh, to me, that, that took away from the match. Uh, and I get it. It was part of the story. I understand. Uh, they did. They could do that with a match here because Triple H and Chris have already had 2,000 other matches. I but remember if I, just talking about this one match, I, you know, it was what it was. I remember this being a very good wrestling match, though, before the shenanigans. Like, I, I yes. remember a lot of great mat work in this match. And you have to refresh my memory if I'm wrong on that. But I, I feel like these guys were really building up a great match and a great story until the, the wonkiness. You're 100% right. It was a really good wrestling match for the first, let's say, 10 to 15 minutes to the point where even JR, and I love this. I'm sure fans in 2004 didn't love this, but I loved it. JR kept saying that if Chris Benoit is the greatest technical wrestler in WWE, Triple H is 1A. 
Yeah. You know, so so he's really pushing I mean, Kurt, Kurt Angle's selling your company, and, but I like the I like trying to put but, Triple H you know, over like that, and and of course Triple H is a great technical wrestler. And for Jim Ross, your ba- your white meat baby face to be putting over Triple H like that, it it it, it does the job, right? Yeah, I, I makes, like when it makes when you the... believe that he can beat uh, that he can beat um, Chris Benoit, which That's... he hadn't been able to do. That's why I like Jr. though, because like he, even though like he'd make a point to be like this guy's a son of a bitch, but he's talented. Yeah. And it, but then it he really would put them over. More. Well, yeah. yeah, he never buried people. That's what yeah. I love about Jr. But when he did bury them, it was done in character to make them stronger. Like he'd be like, he's a no <laughs> yeah. good son of a bitch. He wouldn't, he wouldn't <laughs> bury him by like you know like actual burial. He his Jim Ross's character would be like, I hate this son of a bitch. I he's hate a, him. He's but... an evil bastard. But goddamn, but it was never. Good. But it was never this guy sucks. Yeah. This guy, he he can't beat Steve Austin. As soon as JR says he can't beat Steve Austin, why the fuck am I paying to see him wrestle Steve Austin? Yeah. JR is smarter than 99% of the commentators out there. I mean, I'll give him that. I've gone back and rewatched some old Raws, like not um maybe like just post attitude era Raws, but like nobody sells the end of a raw like jim ross man every week it was that screaming like oh mcmahon son of a bitch he's gonna get it next week like he made you want to tune in again yeah uh we're gonna take a step back now we're going from 2004 we're gonna jump backwards to 2003 to a match that i told you that i wasn't looking forward to watching I, I had you, no surprised. interest in watching this match for this list. Uh, just because, let's be honest, man, I, I'm not a big, big show fan. But this match did it for me, man. We're, we're talking about Kurt Angle, the big show, and Brock Lesnar. You know and what it what is? What a triple threat match we got. Brock and the big show are magical together. They have this, like, awesome, weird chemistry. Yeah. And then Kurt Angle's just fucking Kurt Angle. Like well, he's from the grades. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, doesn't Angle slam on the big show through a table like it's nothing? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This was Angle's uh, one of his first matches back from his neck surgery as well. And he Angle slammed the big show through a table like it was nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> yeah, this was, this with was a, like with a broken freaking neck. Yeah, Kurt Angle had just returned from his neck injury at this point. This was July, right? Yeah. So, and then him and Brock would fight at SummerSlam the next month. Yeah, they, Kurt Angle definitely on fire here. I was worried about him coming back so fast after the neck surgery, but you know, it worked. But they bring him, they bring him in, they put him over. Yeah. Uh, and and put him over strong against two of the biggest, strongest guys in the company. Yeah, it was a good match. I really underrated, very underrated match. Speaking of underrated, uh, this match I'm, I'm sure has gone under a lot of people's radars just because people don't watch the product. But we're jumping to the uh, the more current era. We're going to 2021. We're going to the first NXT Vengeance Day pay-per-view. And we're doing the main event of that pay-per-view, which uh, uh, had Pete Dunne take on Finn Balor. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have never seen this match. I, I don't oh, watch a lot of geez. NXT. And yeah. I didn't even know this match happened. Like when, when I was reading all the matches, I was like, holy shit. Like this yeah. is wild. So it's definitely on my list of like, okay, Tyler, take a step back and, and watch a watch a match. No, no, I no, love take... this version of Finn Balor too, the heel Finn Balor as a champion. 
Yes. So did you end up watching the match or no? No, I haven't watched no, it. I just okay. like, I, I forgot about this Finn Balor run in general. Yeah. I just forgot yeah, about me, it. I, until recently, I, I forgot that he even went back to NXT. Mm-hmm. I forgot, you know? And he did and, some awesome and, stuff. Oh, no, 100%. And, 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 you know, look at the time frame. We're talking February 21. So this is uh, right in the middle of the Thunderdome. You know what I mean? And the match was good enough for you to forget that it was in the Thunderdome. Yeah, this is when I kind of stopped watching NXT. Uh, okay. I, just because, you know, they were transitioning away from all the guys that I loved. And they were yeah. doing this kind of new breed. I, I just didn't get into the Kieran Cross and Keith Lee era. Yeah, but, but I mean... I, I know they were like all these but guys Pete were Dunn still was on still, the card. Pete Dunn was still doing stuff. And I mean, uh, I think Adam Cole was still back and forth doing some shit. Yeah, he was still around and... too. I just, something just felt different about NXT to me at this point. Like I just, I don't know. I just was starting to lose interest in the product at that point. Well, I mean, most of Dusty's guys were gone. They yeah. were starting to leave. And it was becoming more of Triple H's company. And then all of a sudden, a lot less of Triple H's company. Because this is yes. a, around the time Triple H took his leave. Uh, um, I can't remember if he was sick or injured or something. And uh, Nick Khan kind of fucking destroyed it. This is this is very shortly before 2.0 becomes a thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, if yeah, anybody who hasn't seen this, including you, Tyler, go and watch it. I'm not going to ruin too much of the match. It's just a phenomenal match that you would expect from a, an amazing wrestler like Pete Dunne and a tremendous in-ring performer like Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Finn, Finn and Kyle O'Reilly tore it down, I think, the month before this as well or the month after. They, they really had a bang or two. So Finn Balor was on fire at this point. He really was. Speak of the great in-ring performers, I'm going to bring it to three of the best that we had to grow up to. And that's The Rock, The Undertaker, Kurt Angle. We're going to 2002. Uh, I, I, I thought this was going to be your number one. It was hard, man. It was really hard. For a while, it was my number one. It uh, was. Uh, so, okay, I know what your number one is now. I have to rewatch both of these matches before I can give you my honest opinion on it. Okay. I just remember, I'm just going based on my memories of many, many years ago when I watched these matches. I personally yeah. like the triple threat better. That's just me personally. Yeah, but, and, 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 and that's fine and dandy. But I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that yeah. you're wrong either because your number one is a fucking banger too. I, I wrote down a note that I forgot to mention up at my number four uh, at the 2003 Vengeance. I just wrote a funny little note. Did you know that before the match went on, do you know what the dark match was? In 2003? Actually, it might have been on heat. Yeah. No. I, I don't know if it was dark. I actually might have been on heat. It was um, Chris Canyon versus Ultimo Dragon. Oh, you know what? I do remember that. Isn't it? I just find that funny. I think yeah, I find they were, that crazy. That, that, Drag, Dragon had just debuted in the company around that time. Yeah, like he had a cup of coffee, but I, 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 I that that that's your that's your dark match. Like that's crazy know. to me. How we never got him versus Rey Mysterio in the WWE ring is no, beyond right. me. But whatever. Who better? So than let's Kane? talk about this. Uh, let's talk about what you said the other day. Some people consider the greatest triple threat match of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to argue. There's definitely a lot of, and, and you know what? Like, even in Vengeance alone, there's just, Vengeance has got some great triple threat matches in its history. Yeah, Jericho, Cena, yeah. and uh, Christian yeah. comes to mind immediately as well. 
uh, yeah. the, the year after this with Brock and Big Show that you talked about earlier, but there was just something crazy about this match. Like, uh, it's probably the most forgotten good match in wrestling history. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those matches where you watch it all these all those years later. You sit down and watch it and be like, "Why don't we talk about this more?" And and, and it's only got to be because it's a vengeance show. It's just you know forgotten. I mean? It's just in between it, it, some big stuff. And but what I mean is, if this exact match booked exactly the same, nothing different, nothing at all, you take it and you put it on SummerSlam, then we'd be talking about it every fucking year yeah and we'd be saying talking about it as the greatest triple threat match ever but because it was on a vengeance pay-per-view in in 2000 and what did i say it was 2002 Two. 2000, yeah 2002 it's uh you know i think that's why we don't talk about it by the way 2002 one awesome of my show. favorite one of my favorite years in wrestling history we know <laughs> like not even just wwe all wrestling 2002 was your I believe that's your favorite Rumble. I believe that's your favorite SummerSlam. It is definitely my favorite SummerSlam. That SummerSlam yeah. is one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. What's What's the mania that year? Mania was 19. That's 19? I can't argue with you, man. No, I'm lying. It was 18. Uh, it was 18. It was Hogan and Rock. I was there, so yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, disappointing mania. Great moment, though. Yeah, the chair. Yeah. Gotta buy it. Nine hundred bucks. <laughs> fucking, you're a fucking con artist, man. I'm a carny brother. Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, this I, I this is another one, Mike. You just make me want to watch a lot of wrestling, and I don't have the time to do it, man. You're this list is hurting my soul. I I chose I, I have a hard time choosing lists these days that make me watch a lot of wrestling. This one was easy because I'm like it was eleven matches. I can yeah. fit 11 matches into my life if I do it really carefully. Well, thankfully, I take the bus twice a day. <laughs> so those bus rides had wrestling on them. You know what I mean? My lunch breaks at work. I was, I was, I know how work. busy you've been lately. And when you told me you're doing this list, because you didn't tell me till like Saturday or yeah. Friday night or Saturday. And I was like, oh man, I had already started. I had already started. But by the time I told you, it was already two matches deep. You yeah, know that's I mean? not bad then. That's not bad. I've been prepping uh, my next list as well, so I'm not. I'm hopefully going to be able to have a better showing on my last couple lists. Although I do, I stand by my rumble list. A couple nights ago, I called you at like one o'clock in the morning. You didn't answer your phone. I wonder why. Uh, I was sleeping. One o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Now, normally that's the best time to get a hold of me. I know. Now I go to bed at like eleven o'clock. But I called you because I was so excited because I watched a match that I'm not sure I ever watched before. And it's my number one. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe you want to you talk about you can't believe we don't talk about this triple threat match enough. I can't believe we don't talk about this match enough. And once again, I think it's because it's stuck in the middle of a vengeance pay-per-view. But this time it's stuck in 2005. I think this is one of the best hell in the cell matches we don't talk about. I think there's there... tri- triple H and Batista in Vengeance 2005. There's two Hell in a Cell matches to me that never get talked about enough. This is one of them. And the, and the other one is The Undertaker, or sorry, Batista and Edge from Survivor Series. Let me just break. Oh, no, sorry. Down Batista for you. and Taker. Batista and Taker. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yes, I mean, that is a great one. 
That's a great one. Let me break something down for you here for a second before we talk about the actual match. 2005 Vengeance, this is an underrated, forgotten card. Completely. You just honestly, I just pulled the match. This is going to be the exact same thing I was just about to say. I just pulled the whole card up. Look at this, man. Your opener is Carlito versus uh, Shelton Benjamin for the yeah. for the IC title. You got Kane versus uh, versus Edge when they were doing a really cool story. Yeah, uh, Michaels versus Angle in just a phenomenal wrestling match. Honestly, uh, go back and watch this match. It might be better than the WrestleMania match. <laughs> Quite possibly. You want to talk about great uh, triple threat matches? You mentioned this earlier: John Cena versus uh, Jericho and Christian. This is right after Cena got drafted to Raw too, so he was real hot at the time. Yeah, and Christian was doing his like. Tomko, give me a beat. Like he was like chirping Cena for being like a vanilla rapper. It's really good. <laughs> and of course, you have this your uh, your main event for uh, uh, for the show in in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and this match. is so, so. This event happened in June. Let's let's break down the, the timeline here. He's already lost. Triple H has already lost to Batista at WrestleMania, and then he already and then he lost. I can't remember the show, but he lost to Batista again. Uh, backlash. Was it Backlash? Yeah. Okay. And then, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Then they did a thing where it was like they did like a Gold Rush tournament tournament on Raw that I believe Edge won. Yeah. And then they had Edge and Batista, and Batista won, and then Triple H came out and beat the fuck out of Batista. I don't recall that. I don't recall. So I, I'm going to take your word on that one. I can't remember exactly the storyline. That's, that's pretty much how Batista, how Triple H weasels his way into getting another title shot. Yeah. And, and lost again because, you know, uh, Triple H and his golden uh, shovel over there, he loves to bury people. He loves to, loves to, to job everybody out. No, that was only that was, Batista three times. That was 2001 Triple H. No, but 2002, then, sorry. 2002 Triple H is the one that buried everybody. But one year worth of fucking burying people has followed this man his entire career, and I think it sucks. Yeah, I mean, especially if you look back at some of the guys he buried, like RBD was a hard one to swallow, but like buried Bubba. And Scott Steiner? Come on. Scott, well, Scott Steiner buried himself. You. Scott Steiner <laughs> buried himself, brother. You know? But uh, yeah, if you haven't seen this Hell in the Cell match, man, it's it's entertaining. It's it's bloody as fuck. It's violent. They use chains. They use uh, the chair wrapped uh, in barbed wire. Is what oh I remember. My God, so good, so good. And um, uh, I've watched a bunch of their matches recently, so now I'm mixing up finishes. This is the finish where he was going to use the sledgehammer, right? Yeah, yeah. Gets him up for the bomb. And he's going to use the sledgehammer, and he fucked up, and he finishes off the bomb. Beautiful. Yeah, it was like a race. Who could hit it first, a sledgehammer or the bomb? Yeah, I like that. Exactly. Love it. Great match. Um, One of their better matches, and they've had great matches. I think this is their best match. Would you put put Batista up there, maybe let's say top three, when it comes to foes of Triple H? When it comes to the best rivals of Triple H? Is, Is Batista up there for you? I'd have to think about that. Like Sean would be number one, right? Sean Sean's number one for sure because you know they they had a couple of really great stories, but that one initial one. Really I'd say I'd me. say Foley would be number two. 
Foley would fight for my number one spot, to be perfectly honest. Me too. Foley and Sean are interchangeable. I, I would say Rock has to be in the top three as well. Rock's up there. Austin's got to be up there. Austin would be up there. Batista would be up there. Randy? Um, is, uh, maybe. Yeah. They're, they're, I don't know if I'd put Randy in there. Cena? Cena would probably squeak his way in there, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's tough, man. I I, I think I think Batista's a at least top five, if not top. Three. I would say I would feel comfortable putting Batista in a top five spot. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else was a great rival of Triple H was Ric Flair. They had a really good feud. They, were, they had a fun feud there. And I I think yeah. he might hit in my number seven spot, maybe. And then uh, as long as you give me what I want. <laughs> yeah, okay, Batista, you go to number six because of that promo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I think that you gave the people what they want this week because that's a good list. I, I'm not going to argue. I gave the people what they want with uh, Alan Angels and, and Vengeance. There it's we go. Your day today, buddy. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> next week. Uh, now buy me flowers. Next week we are going to... Have a special treat for you as well. Oh, by the way, do you know that it's uh, our? Do you know it's our one year anniversary of talking to Tyson Kidd? By the way, <laughs> you pick up the weirdest. The weirdest <laughs> I, I got a Facebook. I got a Facebook memory today that uh, in a couple of days. Well, by the time this airs, it'll be our the anniversary of our hundredth episode. Here we are, one hundred and fifty-two now. And uh, for next week's episode, we are going to be joined. Uh, by our impact wrestling correspondent for a little bit. Yeah, and I and I never understand how that works. How how are we at 152, but our three year anniversary isn't for another month? We missed a couple. We we doubled up a couple weeks we at the beginning, up. and we missed a couple yeah. weeks at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, we're weird. a little yeah, whatever. We can kayfabe the numbers, brother. <laughs> uh, impact <laughs> wrestling correspondent, Mister Adam Content, was uh, had the pleasure to sit down with the current. One one third of the current Impact Wrestling yes, Knockout sir. Tag Team Champions, Taya Valkyrie. Um, so we're gonna have that great interview for you next week on the show. But you're, if you can't, let wait, me tell you, you're in for a treat, man. Yeah, it's a great interview. And if you can't wait really till is. next week, then jump over to our YouTube page. We have an exclusive uh, early preview of it for you there. So uh, it's so it, good, and he's so good. She's so good. It's a great interview. Yeah, I can't wait for, yeah. for everyone to hear that. And if you don't want to wait, head over to YouTube while you're there. Like, subscribe, all that shit that I'm supposed to say that uh, all the hipsters are doing. <laughs> and if, uh, only, next... if only we could see if Ty Valkyrie live somewhere soon. Uh, I was thinking maybe winter. Yeah, baby. And uh, next week, I'll be doing the list of the top seven greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. So um, you're gonna you're gonna pull the plug on that one, are you? Yeah, I'm finally gonna do it. I, I've you're got it? I got some I got some people. I, I gotta just do some stats, crunch some numbers. That's what I am. I'm a numbers guy. All right, people. I <laughs> pull out the stats. Stats go a long way with me. Don't give me rookie numbers, then, bitch. I never do my Royal Rumble list. <laughs> I stand by it. I stand by it. That's it. I got nothing else to say. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. What do you think? I left. You gone. Mike's already gone. <laughs> I have to take it home this week since uh, where you've been counted out. That feels weird. You hey too. man, if I had I had to do your weird intro last week. So. All right, you know what? Let me do the outro this week. Then I never get to do it. <laughs> On behalf of Alan Angels, 
on behalf of Mike doing a very good list this week, and on behalf of Young J Lee, because I'm wearing a shirt right now. Why not? Yeah. You have been counted out. Cheers. <laughs>